Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, the appearance psychology podcast brought to you by the Centre for Appearance Research, a world leading research centre based at the University of the West of England in Bristol, investigating everything related to the psychology of how we look. I'm Abby. And I'm Maya. And this episode is all about tattooing. That's right. So today we have one of my fellow PhD students here at CAR, Kieran Moulton, talking all about his PhD research. Kieran is very new to the podcast. We've not had him on before, so we're really excited to have him here today. Yeah, great to hear a new voice um, and another one of the PhD students as well. Kieran's research is titled Exploring the Psychosocial Motivations and Experiences of Individuals Who Undergo Decorative Tattooing as a Method of Scar Camouflage and Decoration in the UK. Great. So without further ado, let's hear from Kieran. Welcome, Kieran, to Appearance Matters, the podcast. It's so great to have you on, and I know it's your first time on the podcast. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. You are welcome. So to start us off, I was wondering if you could give our listeners a quick introduction to yourself, your PhD, and maybe also your interest in this area. Yes, so I'm a second-year PhD student based here at CAR, and my PhD is jointly funded by both UWE and an ESRC doctoral student studentship uh, which is known as the Southwest Doctoral Training Partnership um, so my PhD is all about how people use tattoos to either camouflage or decorate their scars um, and the positive impacts that this can have for them in terms of things like claiming their scar reclaiming that area of the bo- of the body um, and all the impacts that that can have around self-perception and how they uh, engage with others and the environment around them. Um, So I became interested in this area during my MRES here at UWE when I discovered um, CAR and all of the the really interesting work that they do. Um, And it got me thinking about my own interests in relation to CAR's work. Um, And I arrived at scars and tattooing because it was always something that I've been aware of as like a thing that people do, but I hadn't seen a lot of research on it. Um, and I think that tattooing as an art form has really progressed in uh, recent decades as well and um, the way that some tattoo artists are able to incorporate the scar into the design is um, actually really fascinating and um, I think so is the way that it can kind of change people's views towards their scar as well so I don't have any scars myself but um, I do have quite a lot of tattoos and um, yeah, it's just becoming an, an air area that I am really in, interested by. Great, thank you. And I guess it might also be helpful to explain to our listeners what sort of impact that scars might have on individuals and also what some of the reasons might be for people to use tattoos to cover them. So I think it's important to say that uh, not every individual views their scar negatively. Um nor is scarring something that should have a negative a negative impact on a per- person. Um, it's all about each individual's own thought process towards their scar, and I think this can d- differ from individual to in- individual uh, for a, a number of different reasons. So, for example, the cause of the scar might be the reason for uh, it having a negative impact. If, for example, it's a self-inflicted scar or a scar as, re- as, as a result of... Um, a traumatic experience in that person's life. Uh, so in that case, like the scar may be 
a reminder of that negative experience and therefore cu- covering the scar can almost be a way to like bring an end to that chapter in that person's life um, and I think other reasons may be things such as feeling conscious about the scar when out in public and this may influence or affect uh, how that person then engage, engages with the people around them um, so by so again in that case by covering the scar with the, t- with the tattoo a person may feel more um, confident and I think there's a lot of empowerment that tattoos can bring um, and I think like so once the scar is covered um, with with a tattoo that area of the body can almost go from an area that was once being hit, hidden to now being like almost shown shown off um, I think people do get really excited about their tattoos and often enjoy dis- displaying them um, but then again on the other hand like a person may be very proud of their scar and it symbolises a journey that they've been been on to them and it can have a lot of representations like uh, their strength or uh, like life history displayed on their bo- on their body um, and I, so I think then you've got in some cases people use tattoos to almost kind of enhance their scar uh, so the purpose isn't actually to camouflage it the purpose is to almost kind of frame and display the scar so for example a person may have the scar incorpor- incorporated into a design that maybe represents the, the uh, cause of the scar or um, just has a significant meaning to them and it kind of gives a way to kind of express their thoughts about their scar. Great, thank you. And I think that's something that I found really interesting when I first heard about your research is that distinction between different types of scar tattooing. I think I'd probably heard of people obviously getting tattoos over scars to sort of camouflage them. Um, and I think I've seen that quite a lot in mastectomy scars. But I hadn't really thought about the fact that some people also want to enhance or decorate their scars rather than sort of covering them so yeah that's really great thank you so with all of this in mind what research have you carried out so far into the impact of tattooing on scars so for my uh res dissertation uh, i looked at tattoo artist un- understanding of the role that they play in shaping a person's experience when um engaging with using tattooing for the per- for the purpose of scar camouflage or decoration um, as well as the methods that they use to engage with scars. I did semi-structured interviews with six tattoo artists based within the UK um, and I used thematic analysis to analyse this. Um, so from these interviews, a total of five themes were created and these themes addressed everything from the artist's own thoughts on using tattooing to engage with scars to some of the risks involved uh, around tattooing scar tissue and what techniques the tattoo artist can use to kind of com- combat this. So the study found that um, typically tattoo artists are aware of the role that they play in an individual's experience and I think high, highlights some important factors, particularly around how the artists engage with these, in, with these individuals uh, and their scars. But ultimately... Um, that study concluded that more research was needed to better understand the kind of um, 
psychosocial underpinnings of this dynamic between both the artist and the individual themselves. Perfect. Thanks, Kieran. And just for any of our listeners who aren't so familiar with higher education, an MRES is a Master's in Research. So this isn't so much of a taught programme as some other master's degrees are, and it sort of emphasises independent study instead. So it's not really restricted to specific subject areas, but it's awarded on any programme that focuses on a student's own research activity. Um, But anyway, back to your research. So off the back of your MRES study, which for our listeners, the paper is linked in our show notes today, how did this shape your ideas for your PhD? Uh, Yeah, so I really enjoyed my MRES, um, and I decided that the next step for this particular piece of work was um, not only to take an even deeper look than I already have done into the role of the tattoo artists themselves, but also research the kind of lived experiences of people who have used tattooing to engage with their scars. Um, So I wanted to look at how people felt about their scars pre and post their tattoo, uh, what their motivations were for choosing this as an option, um, and what aspects of themselves and their life they feel have changed as a result. Um, And then also kind of arriving at what advice they would give to other people looking to tattoo over a scar based on the experiences that they've, they've had. Um, So the purpose of this was to gain a better insight into the individual perceptions and motivations for using tattooing in this way um, and how the perspectives from both the individual and the artist themselves can further our understanding of the role that tattooing can play in kind of psychosocial well-being. Great. And I know how busy you've been over the past year or so with your first study of your PhD, and I've been really excited to hear all about it. So shall we talk about your first study? Sure. So my first study looks specifically at people who have used tattooing to either decorate or camouflage their scars. Um, So this study included 15 individuals from across the UK uh, and contained a variety of scar types, causes and locations on the body. Uh, So participants ranged from ages 24 to 57 uh, and were recruited through various channels such as CAR, um, charity organisations, tattoo studios and various social media outlets. Uh, So the design for the study was um, semi-structured interviews that incorporated uh, photo elicitation uh, that lasted for up to an an hour. and so as part of this, part- participants were asked to bring three images with them uh, to discuss during the first half of the interview. And these images could be of anything that they felt rep- represented their expi- their experience. Um, and then participants were asked qu- questions around how they felt about their scar before and after their tattoo, the reactions that they've had uh, to their tattoo, and how this was different to their scar, uh, what their motivations were, what was their expi- what experience did they have with the ta- with with the with the tattoo artist that they went went to, um, and things like did the tattoo meet their expectations, um, and then once once transcribed, these interviews were an- analysed using reflexive thematic analysis. Great, and for our listeners who might not have heard of reflexive thematic analysis before. 
or if you just want a refresher, you can listen to our December Dictionary episode on thematic analysis. So this is the bit we've all been looking forward to. What did you find? Uh, so from the 15 interviews, a uh, to- total of four themes were, create- were created during an analysis uh, with additional sub-themes w- w- within these. Uh, so the study found um, a range of thoughts and, and perspectives across all scar types, court causes and locations. Uh, and I think these results really highlight how personal to each individual their scars and tattoos are and the meanings that people attach to them. Uh, so for example, um, some participants felt negatively towards their scars and wanted to cut, c- cover them, whereas others were like, proud of their scars and either regretted covering them to some extent or used tattooing as a way to decorate their scar Um, and likewise for that were other examples where um, the covering of the scar with a tattoo was just purely coincidence um, and completely unplanned like it was just a case of I wanted this tattoo, I wanted it here, there, ha- there happened to be a scar here, and that's what happened, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so in all these ca- cases, um, participants chose a tattoo design that was personal to them, either being representative of their kind of lived experience or something that was per- personal in their lives or... Um, kind of a manifestation of their character in a way I suppose Um, so for those who had a negative relationship with their scar no matter what the cause of it was um, having the tattoo placed over the scar provided like an increased um, increased confidence and improved engagement with others and social situations Um, so an example of this, these participants felt as though the tattoo gave them some level of control over their interaction with others in the sense that before people would be able to visibly see their scars uh, and would often ask questions about them during conversation. Um, whereas since having had the tattoo and the scars therefore being a lot less vi- visible, uh, they felt that they have more control over their scars and Actually, for most, the ta- the tattoo became kind of a talking point, and often people found themselves letting people look at and discuss an area of their bo- of their body that they would have otherwise normally tried to avoid. Um, so, the use of of the tattoo as a tool to distract was a, was 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 quite a big thing that came out of the an- analysis. Um, more specific things were found within this as well, such as some participants having covered their scars not only for them but also for their job for their job role, stating that they feel more comfortable working in close proximity with the pu- with the with the public when not having uh, visible scarring. And this was influenced by things such as like type of job role, such as um, perceived mascul- masculinity ex- expectations, for example. So. Um, in this case, this was influenced most mostly by the, the the cause of the scar. So, I think one example out of this particular study was that 
uh, a participant had visible self-inflicted scarring on their arms, and they were and they were working with like um, athletes and that kind of locker room masculinity environment. Right. I think that's so interesting how it's sort of the cause of the scar is also a factor in it, and sometimes you can sort of make, I guess, guesses at the cause of the scar just by looking at a scar. Um, I also really love the idea that tattoos have allowed these people to sort of take back control over their bodies or maybe parts of their bodies that have a really strong meaning to them, how actually it's become something really positive rather than even just sort of neutralising it, if that makes sense. So I was wondering if you found anything, any sort of like changes over time with the way that the participants thought about their tattoos and how that sort of developed? Yes, yeah, so the study did also investigate kind of change those changes in thoughts about the tattoo over time. Uh, so this was very interesting, actually, as although mostly very small changes, often around design or size, would would have been made, um, all participants were very happy with the outcome of their ta- of their tattoos and wouldn't make any significant change changes. Um, However, there were cases where participants felt as though covering their scars with with tattoos was the right choice for them at the time, and they felt it was something that they needed to do. Um, However, with time, had come to be a lot more accepting of their scars and now felt that, like, actually they didn't really need to cover their scars with the the tattoos. Um, but then that's not to say that they had any regrets about their decision or motivations at the time. Uh, the study also looked at participants' experiences with tattoo artists and how this influenced their experience because ultimately the art, the tattoo artist does have uh, quite a large role to play in shaping this ex- this experience. So most participants felt happy with the artist that they chose uh, but there were some things to consider such as artists consideration towards the scar so this could be things like how they commute how they communicated and made the person aware of possible risks and how that shaped the experience on the day um so there are some really amazing tattoo artists out there who have a really good knowledge of working with scar tissue, but I think for a lot of people it's just a case of finding the right person for them. And I say this because not all tattoo artists will necessarily work with scar tissue depending on the severity of the scar. Uh, so finding an artist that you're comfortable with and meets your requirements kind of becomes part of the overall experience. And finally, participants were asked what advice they would give to somebody thinking about getting a tattoo over a scar. And I think there were similar trends across all participants. Um, So things were stated such as think about why this is something that you want to do, give consideration to to the design. And I think a lot of people were keen to kind of highlight possible risks to be aware of. And I think finding the right artist to achieve what you want to do was um, quite a big thing that came out of these people's experiences. So I think overall each each participant's story was so 
unique to the next, but the decision to tattoo e either over or around mm -hmm. the scar provided a positive outcome um, for all the participants within this in this study and had a pos positive effect on their well-being. Be um, but I think at the same time, it's important to say that these findings aren't generalizable and using tattooing in this way isn't necessarily the right choice for everybody. It all comes down to preference and um, you know there are other options available out there for people to engage with if, if that's what they would like to do. Great, thank you, Karen. And I know you and I have had this conversation before and you've explained it to me before, but I was wondering if you might just quickly be able to explain to our listeners what some of those risks might be that are associated with tattooing over scars? Yes, yeah, so um, possible risks may be things such as um, the ink kind of bleeding out. So because scar tissue is so unique in the way that it's kind of physiologically made up, um, there's, there's, there's a chance that by inserting ink into the scar it may not hold, so your design may blur. Um, there's possibly an increased uh, risk of infection um, and highly, deba highly debated actually because a lot of people would say that it's more painful ta ta tattooing over scar tissue, but then other people would uh, say it doesn't hurt hurt at all so I feel like that's personal yeah yeah right cool thank you um but yeah wow your research there's so much to unpack um and it's also really clear how much of your own work and your own time has gone into this um and I also wanted to ask another quick question um is there an average time between the scar being acquired and then sort of the tattoo going over it afterwards? Did you, is this something that you measured? Also, I guess, um, is this also linked to those sort of risks that you've just spoken about? Yeah, so I think um, it's it really depends on the type of scar. I think what from what I've read in the literature and from talking to various tattoo artists, the... the standard length amount of time seems to be between 12 to 18 months ish okay but i would i think the main thing is if the scar still looks quite red um and angry as a lot of people refer to it as then it probably needs a little bit more time but i think it's definitely worth visiting either your gp or a or a tat or a tattoo artist to see what they think Great. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Um, so I was wondering, what are the next steps for your PhD? So I know you've just spent a lot of time writing all these results up. <laughs> so what comes next? Uh, yeah, so the next steps are to firstly pre prepare uh, this study that I've just done for pub publication as a standalone piece to get get the research out there and hopefully increase the awareness of this particular use of tattooing and I will also be beginning a second study later in the year that will look at a similar theme to my MRES study but in a lot more depth 
So this study will be informed by this first first study that I've just done, um, and we'll look to f- further assess the role of the tattoo artists uh, in shaping individual experiences and that kind of cu- customer-client relationship. And I also hope to be running some public engagement events later this year, but it's still being decided if and how these will go ahead. Well, it sounds like you've got loads to be getting on with, so thank you for taking the time to um, come onto the podcast and chat to me about your research. Um, I've obviously heard quite a bit about it. Kieran and I share an office at the PhD we do. office, um, so I've heard bits and bobs, but it's great to actually sit down and hear in so much detail, especially your findings, as they're quite fresh still. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure our listeners will have found it really fascinating too so thank you again but I can't let you go without asking you one final question and that is of course the cake question so for our listeners who probably don't know Kieran is actually the person in car who is responsible for organising our car weekly meetings where we have the coffee and cake which is so important Um, so Kieran I feel like your answer to this question is probably one of the most important out of anyone who's come on the podcast before so um I wanted to ask you specifically what you would bake or cook for the team if you were providing for a car weekly. Yeah, so I mean, for, first off, r- running car weekly is great, great fun. Uh, I think as a new PhD student, it's been a great way for me to meet and, in, to, and interact with the whole of the car team, um, as well as other academics in the area as well. I would have to say on the cake front, probably a Victoria sponge, just because it's fairly simple to make and I probably couldn't make anything else. Have you made a Victoria sponge before? I have not, but but for car, I will give it a go. I feel like if you can do a Victoria sponge, I think you could probably do quite a lot of the cake world. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to give give it a whirl. Yeah, I mean, I'll hold you to that. I'm going to put your name down. Okay, thanks. Victoria sponge next week. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Kieran, for joining us on Appearance Matters podcast. Thank you so much for having me on and allowing me to talk talk about my work. So it's great to hear about Kieran's work and what he's been up to with his research. One of the things that kind of stood out to me, which I think you mentioned in the interview, Abby, was the different impact of scarring based on the cause of the scars and how that influenced motivations and decision making around tattoos, as well as how it affected how people felt about that scars. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like we could really do with that Victoria Sponge making a (laughs) appearance at Car Weekly uh, Car Coffee soon. Definitely. I think Kieran has pinned down a Victoria sponge as like an easy cake because maybe Mm. it's like a, you know, it's not got all these complex flavours, but I don't know. I actually haven't made one before, but I think maybe that's quite a hard cake to I think the Victoria sponge, yeah, because it's a classic. It could be a bit of a dark horse, so we will see. Yeah, true. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll keep everyone updated on how the Victoria sponge goes. (laughs) Yeah, I really enjoyed my conversation with Kieran and I hope our listeners enjoyed too. Um, I guess it's also good to mention that we also have a previous episode on medical tattooing, which is slightly different to what Kieran is talking about in this episode. Yes. Yeah, so if you wanted to listen to an episode about how tattooing can be used in the medical field, you can go over to episode 61, which we'll link in the show notes. Great. I think that's all we have time for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do remember to rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This will give us a little boost in the charts and help others to find the podcast. It really does make a difference. So until next time. Bye. Bye.